1: Build your financial blueprint today
2: at prudential.com slash blueprints. My guest is Kelly Genrette. She She's an Emmy-nominated actress currently starring on the CW hit series All-American Homecoming. In 2018, she and her husband became the first African-American married couple to be nominated for Emmys in the same year. As we know, her Emmy was on the hit series Handmaid's Tale, which I another one of my great series that I love as well. She's based in Atlanta, so she took time to come on our show to talk about the spinoff and her character. She's the president. We have a president on the show. Please welcome (laughs) to Money Making Conversation Masterclass, Kelly Jenrette. How you doing, Kelly?
3: I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah. You know, um
2: uh so my own character, she was on the show when it was show premiered, so I got to watch the first season as well as that. So I really am immersed into the series. So, so we said, This guy really knows the series. So because so I, you know, I, I try to do my prep work, Kelly, and I was trying to just jump on the show and like admin <laughs> and ask these generic questions because when you have a series as as complex, when I say that complementary character complex as yours how do you how do you slide in and out of this whole process in the script development
3: well uh i think the thing that i focus on is just telling the truth of the character of the story it's just so well written it's easy to kind of slide into it and i feel like the character of Mara is very close to me, Kelly, right. as an individual. And so that makes mm-hmm. it easy as well.
2: We know, the, 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 we said set at a fictitious HBCU school. Yes. Um, you know, here's my whole thing. Like I said, I watch Netflix a lot. And the All-American series, all, it trends on Netflix as a TV series.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so and so it's, and it's one of the top shows on CW. What is encompassing the popularity of this show? I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but obviously you're starring in the series. So I'm sure people on the street stop you. I'm sure they make comments of why they watch the show. What And your character as well. What is the driving force to the fan viewership?
3: I think because it's something that is relatable. I think that people... See themselves, especially Black people. They can see themselves on the TV screen, and not just see themselves, but see their lives, see the complex uh, aspects of their lives, the the successes, the trials, and community. You know, seeing a group of people come together to support one another, even if that's something that people don't have in their lives, it's something that they aspire to have. It's something that they desire. To have, And so I feel like the family aspect of the show, the relatability of the characters on the show is something that really resonates with people um, and not just black people. You know, we've we've had people of all races uh, talk to us about how much they love the show. So mm-hmm. that's that's something that's humbling <laughs> and exciting. We well,
2: you know Kelly Jen That's what I'm speaking to. She's one of the stars of the CW hit series All-American Homecoming. I know I'm older than you, Kelly. And that's a good thing because I feel that everybody lives their life and their paths. But we grew up on a different world, Mm -hmm. and different world was a sitcom, and so. But it inspired a lot of traffic to HBCUs. Some people say that watching that series changed their lives, and so. But that was a that was a sitcom. This is a drama, so it lends itself for a lot more serious, and I think socially conscious. Storylines uh, One of the One of the storylines Is mental health And I think That's important Because in the African American community We are always To last To um, we, we try to live A perfect life Where we don't want To admit that We have uh, Gay in the community Gay people in the community Want to the We have mental health Issues in the community We don't admit We have high blood pressure All the things That, that they may deem As negative It's about learning The truth And then being able To live with it those diverse storylines, I think, really engage what makes the series popular. That's just my side of the conversation, but you live in it. You live in the scripts. You live in with these actors who have to make these storylines come to life. And then you are like the president, which funnels all this drama back. To you and, and, and it's mass decision making. So let's talk about that. And I also want to talk to other other characters, but I wanted to get that holistic statement out about your show, which is really positive. But it also is a statement about the black community because we don't talk about these things.
3: Yeah, I think I think the show does a really good job of highlighting, like you said, things that we don't discuss in In the uh, African American community, mental health being one of them, you know, I I think it is important for us to have those conversations to rid ourselves of the shame and the guilt that comes with not having it all together and making sure we are careful with the people we trust to help us walk through those situations as well. You know, it's, it's a beautiful thing to be a part of a show that isn't afraid to kind of go in and dig deep into those things that may be taboo in our community.
2: Right, and, and when you say taboo, it should be, you know, it should, because these should be conversations, and and, mm-hmm. and and the word therapy. And I really like the way that storyline is working itself out for the for the head coach. But also, when I look at the series, the fact that the two sports that we're talking about at HBCU that don't get talked about ever, because we always talk about the marching band, we're always talking about the football teams, we're always talking about the basketball team, is tennis and baseball. <laughs> <laughs> and I find that really, really cool. Because I, I, I'm, I'm going to be personal about it. My daughter... You know, before she shattered her knee, she played tennis and was on the, mm. on the pro circuit and shattered her knee at 19 and eventually went to college. So I'm, I'm very fond of that storyline. And then seeing baseball being a very interesting and engaging storyline is really a, 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 a testament to not say they denounce football because we do talk about football in it. But mm-hmm. those are the two primary storylines. When you see these things, because you kind of laugh when I brought it up in a good laugh, that they go, this is different and it's a good thing for the series.
3: Oh, absolutely. So growing up, I have four brothers. They all played baseball. My mom tried to get me and my sister into tennis. So we always joke about how we could have been uh, Venus and Serena. But my my mom still plays tennis to this day. And so those sports were very prevalent in my life and still are, you know, with my mom still playing tennis and my brother uh, is a huge baseball fan. And so I think it is yet something else that is very unique to our show that we are highlighting sports that people wouldn't necessarily think like HBCU tennis, right. HBCU baseball, you know, and it and it just opens up our eyes to the diversity that we can find at
0: these HBCUs. We'll be right back with more Money-Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushon McDonald. Now let's return to Money-Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushon McDonald. Well, I,
2: I, I was happy to see that because it broke stereotypes for me as far as storylines, story you know. Mm-hmm. This is not about the marching band. This is not about the the football team and halftime. That side of the story, I think everybody knows. But HBCUs do have uh, golf teams, you know. Mm-hmm. HBCUs have started gymnastic teams. HBCUs have always had baseball teams as well as tennis teams. And so when you look at that storyline development, then you say, well, we shine, you know. You know, I we, we thought we were going to be, you know, we supposed to be Serena and Venus before Serena and Venus. Now, why did you, your mom play tennis? Now, how did you get around a mom who plays tennis and not play tennis?
3: You know, she, uh, there's, there's debate around this story, but she said, you know, she, she had us out there and growing up in Atlanta uh, is hot. And I think we were just (laughs) a little too prissy and didn't want to be out there in the sun. You know, and I was like, listen, you should have like toughened up and been like, no, you're going to be out here. You're going to play. So, yeah, I think.
2: Now, Kelly, I'm 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 going to take you up front on this now. Handmaid's Tale now. That's a pretty rough series now. I'm trying to find out when you say the word prissy now, And that character you played, that Handmaid's Tale, wasn't nothing prissy about that whole setup over there. So please help your boy here to understand why that was prissy and Handmaid's Tale wasn't prissy.
3: Well, see, I think you have real life and then you have the acting life. And so I can act like a tennis player. I can act like a scorned uh, wife. You know, those things are, are a little easier to do. Thank
2: Oh, yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it because because your resume is amazing. You know, resume, Thank and you. I, you know, because because I, uh, if you get a little history on me, you know, I I started my career as a stand-up comedian, went to college, math degree, sociology, went to IBM, left IBM, thought I'd be the next Eddie Murphy and was scoured this countryside, and uh, and I when I look back at my life now, I realize how. You know whether fortunate or, or driven I was to have the career I have because having success at twenty and thirty, you still got to get to forty. You still got to get to fifty. You got all those years are still got to come. And do you think like that? That you do you ever take time to look back at a lot of the success stories or opportunities that have been presented to you as an actress to say wow?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I, excuse me, was driving to acting class a couple of weeks ago and passed by a place where I used to have to take my rent check. And that just sent me down the path of, as the old folks used to say, looking back over my life and thinking things over. When I moved out to California and the, the amount of no's that I received and the almost and not yet. And, uh, even the yeses, you know, it is, it's humbling. It's exciting. Um, I do my best to just try to focus on what is in front of me right now while not neglecting like, Hey, if I'm so fortunate, to to continue on in this life, what type of legacy do I want to leave for those who are still here? Um, and so, yeah, I, it it is often that I sit back and I'm like, wow, God, thank you.
2: you know, because then um, and I, and I think that's important for your fans to hear you say that because everybody wants to be you. You might say, oh man, you know, I'm just out there working, but then in your conversation, you said despite your resume that you have acting classes, you're still going to acting classes.
3: Oh, absolutely. Okay, in, Let's slow this
2: down. now. You're in a hit TV series. Now, <laughs> Emmy nominated actress loved you and in uncorked in a number of other projects. And here in 2022, you still going to acting classes. Please let my fan base understand why that's important.
3: So there, there's a proverb that I love. It is it says, it is not good to have zeal without knowledge, nor to be hasty and miss the way. You can be passionate all day and all night, but if you don't have the knowledge to sustain you in what it is that you are seeking, I don't care if it's acting, if you want to be a teacher, if you want to be a scientist, like whatever it is that you want to do. You must have the knowledge to back it up. And as an actor, I'm always in the position of what else can I learn? Right. How can I be better? Right. How can I sharpen this tool that God has given me? I don't ever want to get to a place where like oh, I've arrived. Mm-mm. Then that's boring. And I don't grow. I want to keep growing. And I guess when you know,
2: I'm talking to Kelly Jenrett, one of the stars of the uh all-American series, Home Camera. I mean, is a spinoff of that series uh, based at a fictional uh, HBCU. Uh, I guess we have to say for my fans or even me to understand is that it's just like watching a Tom Brady. If Tom Brady didn't go to practice, then he couldn't throw touchdowns. He'd lose timing. He'd lose his chemistry. And by going to an acting class, even though success is in your history and will be in your future, you still have to understand
4: Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. How can
2: you push your character? How can you, you know, like I said, cry or laugh or emote? a certain a scene change. So can you walk, your, walk us through the steps of what is an acting class experience for somebody as successful as you? Because I'm sure when you walk in a room, the other actors and actors going, "Ooh, she's here. And they try to pick your brain for information because you, and in some ways, they say you've made it. So talk about your acting experience going into these rooms with other actors and actresses and how you maintain that humbleness to get something out of the course.
3: Well, for me, I I love uh, classes. Like I, I will do one-on-one coaching, right? Right. But I love the class aspect. I've I've worked with two very incredible studios, Sue Hamilton Studios and uh, Berg Studios, which have uh, which are similar in some regards and very different in others. But I think for me, my My approach in being in class and and not even so much that people are like, oh, my God, I mean, not that they say to me, um, but I know that it is it's acknowledged like, yeah, she's an Emmy nominated actress. But she's still here in class. And so even when I'm not going up in class, when I'm not performing, when I'm not doing a scene, when I'm not doing a monologue, other people are. And I love being able to to see what other people do. I love being able to hear the feedback that other actors get, because then I can take that and say, oh, you know what? That's a really great note. I'm going to try that the next time. I do my scene or the next time I'm in a situation like this. And so it is really that iron sharpening iron mentality that I take in. And again, like I've not arrived. I don't think I'll ever get to a place where I'm like, I don't need to be sharpened anymore.
2: I'm going to tell you this, Kelly. You have arrived, but I'm not saying you don't need to be sharpened, okay? Yes. okay? I say that because of the fact that, you know, I look, I can't act. I would tell you right up front. I, you know, I have tried, I go, that is not my skill set. Now, as a stand up comedian, I was very successful. When it came to transitioning that skills to what you do or individuals like you do, y'all, that's that's like amateur professional. Y'all were professional. I was a superstar amateur. And so you don't get a (laughs) resume like you get unless you have arrived because people call you in on these high level auditions. And sometimes I'm pretty sure some people basically, they just wanted to hear you show up so they can give you the role. Now, but what I do get out of the fact that you are in these classes is being a director. I do see that. So Talk to us. Are you working on being a director? When will you direct one of the episodes of All-American Homecoming? Because I see that happening because that's your skill set. I see it.
3: Rashawn, now I'm like, who you been
2: talking to? How you you all up in my business? I'm just telling you, Kelly, you know, you can sit over here with this humble story. Your boy been in the game since 94, okay? I've seen talent like you. And I also know you are one of those people who push other talents on the set. You know, because that's your gift. So, but that gift will translate behind the camera because you see things differently. You see, when you walk in the scene, you see everybody's role, everybody's character. That's a director's eye. I see that when I'm watching the show, when I'm watching you. I see it. So now that we know that Rushan got all this inside information, because he just watched you, let's go and talk about what's your next step going to happen in Kelly Jenner's career.
3: You know, uh, thank you so much for saying that. I appreciate you. And <laughs> I, I actually would like to direct, um, would love to direct an episode of Homecoming. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what that looks like over, over the next couple of seasons like I again want to make sure I am sitting in a seat of learning and taking it all in shadowing the different directors that come on our set and work with us Um, reading books you know Michael Schultz the great Michael Schultz um, who directed Several episodes of both All American and All American Homecoming. Um, he is someone that is like, yeah, there are, there are books that you can read. Um, other directors who I'm like, do you mind if I shadow you? Right, and they're like, yeah, absolutely. Come on, and you can shadow me on this other show that I'm working on too. Mm-hmm. So it it's something that I'm I'm like tip, tipping my toe in, but I think I'm just like just. Jump in, thank you, but make sure you have
0: the knowledge
3: with the zeal. Yeah.
0: We'll be right back with more money making conversations masterclass with Roshan McDonald. Now let's return to money making conversations masterclass with Roshan McDonald.
2: I'm gonna tell you something, Kelly. So, yeah. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I gotta tell you this. You know, this is just a a a a, a colleague. Okay. You know, I I'm fortunate I've executive to do sitcoms, I've written those sitcoms, I produced sitcoms, done large scale productions. And I was always never the person making the decisions. And then I did then then I was in Vegas doing this huge neighborhood award event with me and Steve Harvey was doing. And um and I did it. I and I realized when I walked away, I went, That's it. That's it. And that's why I'm telling you where you are at. You are at the that's it stage. And I say that because you will do your homework, my friend. You're not going to jump out there and not be prepared. You got an yeah. amazing husband's going to help you be prepared. You have people in this industry who are rooting for you. I'm just letting you know that that you don't get this resume based on Luck right place at the right time. It's a skill set that you're still doing. Iron sharpens iron. I'm just letting you know that when you do direct your first episode, just know that hopefully I pushed you a little bit. Hopefully your husband pushed you a lot more because he <laughs> sees the same thing I see. And the blessing is that when it happens, you're going to go, that's it? Wow. And I'm saying you should have started earlier. But I just want you to cross that line and realize you're not gonna stop acting. But boy, it's gonna open a door for you that's gonna scare you because you're gonna see how much you're gonna change the industry on that side of the lens, giving directions for young actors, whether they white or black or Latino, because you're gonna be a you're gonna be one of those actresses that can act with a special effects. You'll be able to do it all because your career has shown you to participate in all those lanes. And I'm not turning this into a, a motivational speech for Kelly. I'm just <laughs> sure. letting you know you're talented, young lady. And I'm fortunate to be a person who shared the experience. And the only reason I call you a young lady, because you're younger than me. And I have to show you respect by saying, as an older person in this business, who's seen talent like you, and and they've crossed over, girl, jump, run. Uh uh ski, slide, do your thing. Right now you just start off All American Homecoming. You're gonna be directing some episodes before it's all done. Okay. I,
3: I'm I feel, I'm like, well, how we pass the offering plate? Because you just you just gave a whole word right there. Um and I'm like, and do you know my husband? Have you been talking to him? Like what is happening?
2: Well, you know, the <laughs> thing about it is that, you know, I'm married and you know, and I my wife's talented and and sometimes I have to remind her. Of her gifts and not her how important she is in my life. I had to do that yeah. yesterday. You know what I'm saying? And uh because you know we go through these processes and then and 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 if you don't, who who is to remind you? If the person that doesn't love that loves you the most, that's the person that should be reminded. Yeah. Of. But uh, and, and you know the, my whole thing in bringing you on was not to get into this part of the conversation. It's a part. Of, it's just this is a conversation, a testimonial conversation about your career and the brilliance of it, and being this matriarch on this TV series that's a hit show on CW called All American Homecoming, and you are the stewardship of that show. You know, you may not be delivering our lines uh, all the time, but your your imagery, your 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 your, 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 your uh, being able to when they come for those uh those brunch those brunch dinners, how that becomes like the old, old black households where everybody would meet on Sunday dinner at the family. So there's a lot of symbolism. So when you, as we wrap up this interview and, you know, not about what I talked about in your directing, what do you enjoy the most about being on this series, All-American Homecoming? There's a hit on CW. There are
3: so many things to enjoy. What immediately comes to mind are the actors that I get to work with. There is not one day that I don't go on set and have a full hearty laugh. We laugh all the time. And I I love to laugh. I love to enjoy myself. And we, we have the deep conversations. We have the tough conversations. But the family dynamic um, on set is just amazing. It is something that I look forward to every time I get to go to set. Well,
2: I look forward to it when I turn on TV and see y'all. I'm going to say y'all, okay? Because it's an experience. <laughs> Please say y'all. Can you say y'all? I'm Houston, Texas, so y'all flows really good out of my mouth. I'm just in Atlanta, yes. just an extension of the South. <laughs> but more importantly, your career is a blessing. Watching a show with African-American talent that is relatable is a blessing. But more importantly, the storylines are well-written. But the but the leadership, being able to go into the storylines about the community that, that we don't talk about, normalizing it in storylines that carry credibility, is a, is a, is a blessing and I think years from now what Hillman did for us, in different world. You guys are going to do for the next generation of ten years, twenty years, and I say they were inspired by this TV show that was on a fictitious HBCU school in Atlanta, and you were one of the stars of that show. So Kelly, that will be part of your legacy, and people probably name their kids after you, Kelly. That's, you, know, <laughs> you know, that's my favorite character on Homecoming.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation Masterclass. You are you are a blessing to interview. Thank you.
3: Thank you so much. Thank you for the life that you spoke into my life. I receive it. I hear you. And I will move accordingly.
2: There you go. There you go. Woo! There we go. Come on. Come on. Come on. Girl. Come yes. on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> again. Thank you. Now you be keep that laugh. That's what I'm talking about. That laugh right there. Keep those spirits high. <laughs> and I, and I, we'll talk soon. Okay? Because I keep my. Okay. I'm gonna keep my little monitor on you. I'm gonna keep my little monitor on you. And if I see yes. you directing anything, you know your first phone call gonna be your boy. Not to say yeah. that I told you so. Just to say, <laughs> what prompted the jump, though? be safe now we talk soon love you bye-bye
3: love
1: you too